Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. The problem is, is my, my young invincible folks or my folks who believe that the flu vaccine is some make uh, believe being that you know doesn't really work uh, you guys are the one that's kind of passing it around so the next time you know when we when we when you hear about the flu shot the next time when you when you think about a flu shot um, just remember like you're getting a flu shot not not really to protect yes to protect yourself that's uh, a big thing but really you got to protect everyone else uh, else around you so I wish I could have said that that was a preview today's episode on the flu. But unfortunately, that was audio that I recorded January 5th, 2017 on my eighth episode of The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry because I realized as a practicing physician on an outpatient basis, I was seeing a trend that was very concerning and something that was going to lead to some of the stuff that we're dealing with as we speak. And if last time, you know, you picked up any, you know, book, magazine, read any uh, recent web posts online, especially from a health standpoint, you know that we are currently in one of the deadliest flu seasons that we've had in years. And the numbers are just absolutely astonishing. And we're going to talk about that during the podcast episode But I really want to stress that even last year, it was something that I was concerned about. And some of the stuff that's happening now isn't surprising to me. It's sad, really. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about why have you not gotten your flu shot yet? And I'm talking to the most likely 60% of people who have not gotten a flu shot yet because we know about 30 to 40% only get the flu shot. So uh, stay tuned. Like always, if you want my show notes, head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP052. Again, if you want the show notes for today, please head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP052. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the flu and we're going to be talking about some cold hard facts that we discussed last year, but I think I think it's a point that I'm probably going to have to do a podcast like this every year around January because the flu is something that I think a lot of us are taking for granted, and we're seeing such a ravenous season in terms of hospitalizations, in terms of deaths, and I think we need to drive home the fact that as health professionals that getting the flu shot isn't voluntary anymore. It really should be mandatory. And of course, obviously, we can't mandate someone to get a flu vaccine or any vaccine in of that self. We're seeing some of the the casualties, right? And now it's really casualties. Right? We're seeing a lot more casualties coming into this 2018 year than we saw in 2017. Some are even saying this is one of the deadliest years for the flu. And I think a lot of that has to stem from that initial excerpt that uh, you listened to in the beginning, where you have 
a propensity of a huge population, a huge segment of our population that just aren't getting vaccinated. And because they're not getting vaccinated, the following year we're having trouble with the vaccines that we do have being able to treat and curtail uh, the virus that's out there. So, you know, this again, like, like I like to start with especially these medical spotlight type podcasts and blogs is hit you with some cold hard facts, hit you with some numbers so you can kind of understand the psyche and how important it is from a health professional standpoint of why we stress, you know, getting your flu shot. Right. So since October, since mid-October, we have already had 759 deaths attributed to the flu mid-October. Since December, that's averaging about 100 people per week are dying. And again, not getting sick, are dying from the flu. 12 to 60,000 people die every year. If you're thinking that it's just a flu, it's just the flu, you know, I'm okay, I'll just sleep it off, I'll drink some orange juice. 12 to 60,000 people are dying each year. Over 700,000 are being hospitalized, right? 700,000 people every year have to go to the hospital, spend a night or two in the hospital because of the flu, right? So again, when you hear this, I don't believe in the flu type BS, right? Like this is what we take, right? 700,000 people end up in the hospital for it, right? And for those who are wondering like who could get the flu vaccine, if you're over the age of six months and you have no allergies, and you know if you have an allergy because there's certain people who have allergies to eggs and certain types of vaccines. So they kind of get shunned away from getting a lot of these vaccines. You should be getting a flu shot, right? And again, I said starting from the age six all the way up, right? So you could be 50, 60, 70, 80 years old and the flu shot is still right for you. The most common affected group, and I talked about this on the live stream last year, is the group from 18 to 64, so if you're in the ages of 18 to 64, you are more likely to be affected by the flu shot. And the numbers I stated earlier, when I said about 700,000 people end up in the hospital, 65 million people approximately get the flu. 65 million people approximately get diagnosed with the flu, get symptoms of the flu, and we're going to talk about the symptoms in a second with the flu, uh, flu virus. And it costs just in the United States, and we're not even talking about it worldwide, just in the United States, it costs us about $10 billion every year to deal with every effect that's associated with the flu, right? And that includes deaths, that includes hospitalizations, that includes missed time from work, that includes medications. All of these things, about $10 billion a year is spent just on the flu, right? So again, we really want to stress, especially to those who are here and you're ready to empower your, your life and get Get, get on with the, the business and take control of what you need to take control. I can tell you the flu is one of those things you need to have a handle on very quickly. And I think this is probably the more telling thing, right? And this leads to a lot of the questions or a lot of the responses I get when I say, hey, do you get flu shot? Only about 40% of the people, especially in America, only 40% of the people in America get the flu shot. So I, I want I want you to kind of you know think about that, right? I already said it's 65 million. 65 million with an M get the flu vaccine, get the flu virus. But only 40% of those people are actually going to get the flu vaccine. And if they don't get the flu vaccine, how can we necessarily expect it to be good next year, right? You have a population, about 60% of your population 
who aren't going to get the flu shot and who are going to get sick, get with the flu and then give it to somebody else. Or it's going to be the same 60% of people who do um, not get sick and then next year say, hey, I didn't get sick last year, so I'm not going to get it this year. But then they have the flu and then they give it to everybody else. So that's, again, I think just from a, a numbers games, I kind of want to always put in perspective. So, you know, when you hear your doctor, when you hear your pharmacist really stressing on getting a flu shot, I can assure you it's not for any like monetary gain. Like these numbers are numbers that we are very well aware of. And it's the re- and that's the reason why we stress trying to get everyone to get the flu shot as quick as possible. So I want to I want to talk about a couple of patients I've dealt with in the hospital just in the past couple of weeks. In the past couple of weeks, I've had an elderly gentleman has a history of COPD. He presents to uh, the hospital with shortness of breath, and of course, we initially assume because it's cold and flu season, you know, maybe he's having an exacerbation of a COPD. But on admission, he's found to have to be positive for the flu. Okay. So he started on medication for his flu. He started on medication for his COPD. But in less than 24 hours, he gets so sick. In less than 24 hours, we have to put a mask on him to help breathe. And then we have to put all of his medications through his IV. And then we have to put a mask that unfortunately has to stay on him. Like before we had a mask where he can kind of take it off, talk a little bit, and then put it back on when he felt short of breath. Our gentleman was so short of breath, uh, was working so hard to try to get some air in that we initially had to put what we call a BiPAP mask, which is essentially a mask that stays on and just blows this continuous air over and over again. But of course, because it stays on and it's strapped, strapped up to your head, you can't talk, you can't eat. All you could do is kind of mumble, but again, every time you try to say something, uh, a gust of air is being blown back in uh, to your mouth. So it's definitely a very uncomfortable uh, situation. And what we're seeing now, especially in the hospital setting, especially when I, when I think about this patient here, is we're seeing a lot of patients who get the flu, but then end up getting sick somewhere else, right? And and that's one of the, the complications. And so I want to kind of start with you know, especially if you're at home right now, you're wondering like, oh, do I have the flu, right? Hopefully you don't. But if you're at home and you're thinking, do I have the flu? Uh, these are some signs and symptoms I want you to kind of look out for. Number one, are you suffering from any fevers, any chills? Number two, are you having cough, whether it be productive? That means you're bringing up like some sputum when you do cough or not. If you're having a sore throat, again, sore throat is one of the most common ones I like to see. I see in my uh, patient population when they say they're having flu-like symptoms. Body aches is another popular one uh, that you know a lot of people will say that their joints hurt, their arms hurt, their legs hurt. It just randomly hurts, and they're not sure why. As if they ran, you know, a few miles, and all of a sudden their body's like kind of clenching. Like that's the type of body aching pain that they feel. And for your young children, young children will actually develop a lot of GI-related symptoms. So they'll have nausea, they'll have vomiting, they'll have diarrhea, and they'll still all be due to the flu. So it's something that, from a signs and symptoms standpoint, you may have for a couple of days and it kind of goes away, which is the reason why about 65 million of you guys will actually get the flu, but only 700,000 end up actually being in the hospital. 
because sometimes the symptoms come on and go so quickly that by the time you think, all right, I need to go to the doctor's office, most of your illnesses are dense, so you tend to stay home. So now that we have those signs and symptoms, right, like how, how does the flu get around, right? Like why is the flu so bad? And if you're in the hospital setting, especially for, you know, those who fortunately, fortunately, you have never been in a hospital setting to see this instant. But if you're in a hospital and you get diagnosed with the flu, you are automatically put what we call droplet precautions. And that kind of segues right into how does the flu virus spread around? And it's spread through the air. So when the patient is coughing, when the patient is sneezing, when the patient is just doing their regular talking, that is a way for the virus to get from point A to point B. And as a an internist who works in a hospital, and even in outpatient setting, I can tell you, I used to have patients all the time who would come with these similar symptoms, but then they're coughing in the air, they're talking, they're sneezing, they're doing all of these things that I'm like, oh man, why am I still in this room? Right. So that's so that's something to think about. Right. When we talk about the flu, these are the way the flu gets out. And unfortunately, the flu, you can actually because uh, my follow up question I always get is, well, like, who do I do? I need to be around anyone like am I do I have to stay alone? And what I always tell my patients is about two to three days before you probably started really experiencing symptoms, you are contagious and able to spread the flu virus. And usually up to about a week or so is when we say, you know what, you can have regular contact with people again. Because we know how easily if you're in a closed room and someone starts coughing or sneezing and now those air particles just kind of like stay around, you know, there's a chance of you getting the flu from that. So uh, very diligent on trying to get your patients, uh, you know, into the office into the hospital as soon as possible so you can start treating as soon as possible because once their symptoms kind of go away then you say you know it's okay you can you know be around your kids you can be around your pregnant wife or something so that those are just some of the things we do when we're not trying to get the flu right where we're not trying to give the flu away we we, we patiently tell our patients to kind of stay away from everybody for about a week and the, the complications. Complications, so what happens when you get the flu? And this is what I alluded to, especially for my patient in the hospital, is that you can get what we call a post-influenza bacterial pneumonia. It sounds just like it is, right? When you get the, the flu, and then right after that, you get a pneumonia. And reason being is that the flu helps break down your defense system's you know, you're not feeling the best as you can and you're not fighting all of the affections like you normally would. But here comes when you when you get that that flu vaccine and all of a sudden it kind of leaves you open for these bugs that were just waiting to try to attack you. So that's so from that standpoint, you know, that that post bacterial pneumonia, that's where we tend to see a lot of our patients end up in the hospital, as well as just fevers that don't seem to get any better they kind of wax and wane but with the flu it's actually very common to have fevers that kind of wax and wane uh, during the the initial stages of it so today right today I think and again I'll, I'll have a uh, an episode link to um, episode 8 of uh, the lunch learning so you can kind of get a little bit more background if you need some more background 
on the flu vaccine. But today was I really wanted to stress the the mere importance of getting your flu shot. Like again, uh, where I work at, we're seeing a lot more patients having to be admitted to the hospital because they got the flu. And because they got the flu, they're dehydrated. Because they got the flu, they have body aches and pains. Because they have the flu, they have all of this this runny nose and this cough and all of these things are happening. And you're not sure if this is one of those instances where, you know, they're going to get pneumonia right behind it or some other opportunistic infection. But we do know, you know, suffering from the flu leaves you open for a lot uh, of these problems. So I leave today, right? So I leave today just with uh, some few parting words. Of course, I've been I've been talking for a while, so I've, I've, I've given you guys a plenty of parting words, but at least today, especially to kind of wrap up uh, this topic. If you don't do anything today, right, I want you to understand, especially, and I'm talking to my 18 to the 45, I'm talking to my 18 to 64-year-old group, the one who's most commonly affected with the flu, I need you to go ahead and get your flu vaccine, right? Like the excuses just aren't valid anymore, right? Like we're, especially as most of my outpatient colleagues, we already understand that there's a million excuses why you don't take uh, the flu vaccine, but we're usually not going to listen to any of them until you do. So it's honestly just better to get the flu shot because every time you go to your doctor's office, they're going to ask. Every time you go to a hospital, they're going to ask. Wherever you go, any health facility, they're going to want to know if everything's okay. So head over to your health department. Head over to your Walgreens if you have a Walgreens next to you. Head over to your CVS if you have a CVS next to you. And last but not least, right, and you know, I hate to say that, I guess I'm saving the best for last. Head over to your primary care physician if you have one. If you have a primary care physician, head over to them and say, hey, Dr. Barry says I need to get this flu shot today. And just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and knock it out. So that's my cue. Again, I want to thank all you guys. Uh, for the massive support you guys have been, you know, bestowing upon me. And I will see you guys next week. Remember, uh, Dr. Bayer here to help empower you to take control of your life. See you next week. Hey, Dr. Bayer here. You have just listened to another great episode of The Lunch Learn with Dr. Bayer. I hope you're excited and hope you learned something from today's episode. I hope you learned from all of the episodes uh, that you get a chance to listen to. Before you leave, if you not have already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I am everywhere where you like to listen to podcasts at, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you like listening to podcasts, The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Bayer is there. Also, go ahead and follow me on my social media outlets i'm on instagram i'm on facebook as well as twitter all at lunch learn pod whether it be twitter.com slash lunch learn pod facebook.com slash lunch learn pod and instagram.com slash lunch learn pod where you can you know get any videos any pictures i may post any messages or writing so please follow me on there right after you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and right before you leave me a five-star review on either apple Podcasts or stitcher radio or wherever you can actually leave me a review i'm much appreciative of all of you guys' support. And like I said earlier in the show, I will see you next week.